Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 53rd episode of the PJ Archive. It's a phone interview I did with the internationally successful Welsh pop singer Bonnie Tyler. This took place in 2001 when she was promoting a Greatest Hits album and was about to turn 50. So I began by asking her how she felt about that. I don't mind, actually. I haven't got a problem with it at all. Yeah. I feel great, you know. I'm, I really do. I, I had a problem becoming 30 and 40, but for some reason I don't care about being 50. Oh. Probably because I feel so good, you know. Yeah, what are you going to do for it? Um, well, I did have a big party planned um, with all the family and friends, you know, but I've um, cancelled that now because my mother passed away a couple of weeks ago and I, I, I'm not up for a party. Right. So we're going to New York. My husband's taking me to New York instead. It'll just be the two of us, but uh, we love New York. We always, we go there a lot, you know. Yeah, are you going to shop for Wales then? Is that what you're going to do? Or are you going to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I usually do when I go there, but to be honest, I got everything I'm blinking need. I can't think of anything I need these days. <laughs> I'm having a boat for my birthday, though. A boat? Yeah, and um, but we we got, got the mooring in Portugal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like a 50-footer so that my husband can drive it, you know. What, the Algarve? Yeah. We have a house there. We spend most of the year there normally, you know. So originally you're from Swansea, aren't you? Isn't that right? Well, you know, I live in, I've been living in Swansea for 25 years. I'm from a, a village outside of Swansea called Skewin. I was oh, born in Skewin, anyway. And is the place you were born still standing? Is it the house still there? Yes. And yeah. do, you go, do you go back and nostalgia sometimes? Uh, I do drive past it once or twice, yeah. And has is, is it got a plaque on the wall, or would you like it to? No, no. <laughs> Don't, don't give them ideas. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind if they had a plaque on the wall. I, I, I had a great childhood there. They say that every Welsh person can sing. Do you feel that that's the case? or uh, No, it's just you haven't heard my sister-in-law. Really? <laughs> <laughs> she loves singing, but she's terrible. But she has a great time, you know. Were you brought up with that sort of Welsh male voice choir all around you sort no. of thing? My mother was always singing in the house, mind you know. She had a beautiful opera voice. You couldn't tell the difference between my mother and Maria Callas. Really? Honestly, God, absolutely wonderful. I miss her terribly. I was, I was looking at a videotape of her the other night, singing, actually. And, oh, gosh, it's hard to watch, but, oh, she was so wonderful. Why do you think so many great singers have come out of Wales? I don't really... I mean, I know that, for me... It was because there was always, always music in the house, you know, and it was inevitable that uh, I was going to be able to sing in tune because it was, I was hearing music all the time. There was all kinds of music in our house as well, not just uh, opera with my mother, because I've got three sisters and two brothers, and every one of them was into music. So my, my eldest sister was into, like, um, the old singers like Matt Monroe and things like that, and then my brother was into Elvis and Eddie Cochran and all that. And then my other sister was into, uh, like, the Beatles. And I was more into Motown and Janis Joplin. And my sister, younger than me, was also into that kind of music, you know. And my young brother now, he's, uh, he's a rock singer in a band, you know. And he's got a fantastic voice. When did you first realise you had this extraordinary sort of different voice to everybody else? I suppose when I was about 18. That's when I really took it seriously. I was uh, singing in my bedroom and my auntie heard me singing and she <laughs> said, there's a talent competition going on in the rugby club. Why don't you uh, enter it? So anyway, I eventually 
went into the competition. I sang Those Were the Days and oh, yeah. uh, Can't Stop Loving You, right, Charles? I came second, and it was the first time I'd ever sang on a microphone. To come second, I was like, I couldn't believe it, you know? Mm. And it just was like fate, because uh, there was an advertisement in the local newspaper then, uh, the same week, looking for girls to train, you know, to mm. sing with um, a guy called Bobby Wayne. And uh, there was about 30 girls at this audition, and I, I was picked as one of them. My voice became stronger and stronger, you know, over the next two years, because I was singing, like, six nights a week. Um, Follett, you mentioned Those Were the Days, and that was a hit for Mary Hopkins. Yeah. Isn't, does anyone still use your original surname, Hopkins? Well, no, because I'm Sullivan now, and I've been for 28 years in July. That's true, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Does anyone call you Gainer still? Oh, loads of people call me Gainer. How did you, how did you feel about changing your name from Gainer Hopkins to Bonnie Tyler? Well, I was already changed from Gainer, because when I was growing up, I didn't like my name, Gainer, right? Which is really silly now when I think back on it. So what I did, when my sister had a little baby girl called Shireen, I changed my name to Shireen on stage, right? Yeah. So I was always known Shireen in the clubs where I was singing, you know, and I formed a band then called Shireen and Imagination, and it was uh, while I was singing with them that I got discovered, and I was asked to go to London to make some demos, one of which was uh, Lost in France, and to be honest, I haven't looked back since. And how do you account for your unique husky voice? Uh, presumably that came naturally and wasn't worked on. Well, uh, you know, I've been singing since 1969 and I was working six months a week, every week, for seven years before uh, the big break came. I, 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 I didn't send tapes away of my voice or anything to record companies. I was just happy doing what I was doing, but it was, it was meant to be. A town scout came down from London and heard me singing. Anyway, I, I, after I recorded my first hit record, Lost in France, I developed nodules on my vocal cords, yeah. so I had to go and have them uh, scraped off. The, the reason why I ended up so husky was you're not supposed to talk after the operation, and I, I just can't stop yeah. talking, you know? <laughs> and as you can tell, I'm still very husky, <laughs> but I'm more husky now than I was before. So it turned out, you know, not a bad thing. I, I then had my first uh, hit record in America, went to number three, with uh, It's a Heartache, you know. At the time, Paul McCartney and myself were selling the most records over there. He was with Malavkintyre, and I was It's a Heartache, you know. How did so, you feel uh, about becoming famous, Bonnie? What was that like? Even though I was working, and I'd been working on stage for seven years before that, right, I was still a very shy, shy girl. I'm not shy now, you know, that comes with experience and everything. But, uh, no, I, I loved it, I, uh, but I was also very, very shy. But uh, you just get with confidence and everything. Total Eclipse is your only UK number one so far, and probably your best-known hit. I was number two six weeks with Holding Out for a Hero, six yes. weeks running, because David Bowie and Mick Jagger oh, were nice. number one with Dancing in the Streets, because it was for charity, you yes. know, so they held me off the number one spot. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have had two. But anyway, uh, it was for a good cause, 
and uh, I'll never forget them dancing in that video. Weren't they fantastic? Have you ever turned down a song that became a hit for another artist? I turned down a Bond theme that was never a hit, so I did the right thing. I Anybody would love a Bond theme. I was so excited, right, when I got offered a Bond theme. Which I Bond film was that for? Do I, do you know, I can't, I can't remember. I think it was Never Seen Never Appetite. Anyway, whoever it was that did the song in the end, it, um, uh, they did it as a duet, right? Okay. And uh, it was never a hit. I mean, it might be on the compilation albums with all the um, Bond songs. I don't know, because I haven't got one. But, uh, no, I didn't like it, so I turned it down. But, you know what came in? Holding out for a hero Brilliant. for um, Footloose. Yeah. So, you know, there's a reason why it took things. There's yeah. always a reason. Have you always had a home in Wales, then? Have you always kept that? Oh, I've always got it, yeah. It's beautiful. It's right overlooking the sea, and the views are just gorgeous. It's got eight bedrooms. Do you need them all? With a, I tell you, sometimes every room is full. I've got such a big family. If I have a party, everybody tends to stay over, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like the Waltons here. Do you have fans turning up, though? Do you get sort of oh, coming to ask for autographs and all that I sort do, of stuff? I do, yeah. Normally they're from um, Scandinavia or Germany or... Well, they come all that way just to see you. A, a lot of them just come to Wales for holidays and open to see me, yeah. Portuguese place, when did you get that? In 1978. Right. Just after the revolution. Fell in love with it. I made an album over there, right? I just fell in love with the place. Absolutely fell in love with the place. How well do you speak Welsh or Portuguese? I don't. <laughs> what, neither? <laughs> no, my, my, my housekeeper speaks um, English in Portugal, and oh. everybody speaks English over oh. there. So, I mean, um, yeah, obrigado is about it. And I've been oh. there all those years, and it was terrible. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> but my, um, my secretary, he speaks fluent Portuguese. <laughs> he deals with all the bills. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever sort of mix with the, I mean, do you, are you friends with Tom Jones or Charlotte Church uh, or any of these people? No, uh, Tom Jones I've worked with over the years. Yeah. Um, I did um, three shows with him in... Um, in the Greek theatre in Los Angeles, uh, oh, going back years now, when uh, It's a Heartache first broke America. I was very lucky, you know, because so many people try and break America, and um, I did it in the 70s, mm. 80s, you know, and hopefully again now in the 90s. 2000, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever sort of been asked to do any acting? Well, I, was, I have been asked to do a few things, yeah, but... I've got such a Welsh accent, you know, I, I, I can't imagine um, being able to change it. I, I just can't. I, I, you know, like some people, they travel to a different country and they come home with a completely different accent, you know. <laughs> I can't change mine. And mm. so it would have to be about a Welsh rock singer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> For stage, I was asked to do, um, I was asked to do Blood Brothers years ago, years ago. But I, I uh, had to turn it down. And if there was a movie about you, who would you like to play you? Uh, but the most gorgeous girl in the world. <laughs> 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 and they'd say, what? <laughs> anyway, uh, no, um, I can't think of anybody. Do you think you've been given the credit you deserve? I think there's a lot more to come. You ain't seen the end of me yet. But do you think you've been underestimated so far? Well, I've had a lot of success. Many people try and break America, and I've done it over and over again, you know. So, I think 
I was a really fair deal. What do you feel is the greatest tribute you've been paid? Some of the things Jim Steinman has said about me, I suppose. And last year, which was really something, I thought, was, um, you know, Desmond Child, the producer? Well, last year in Billboard magazine, he was asked who is the best singer and person that he's ever worked with. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this is a guy that's worked with hundreds of artists, right? And he said that Bonnie Tyler was the most professional, most prepared. I thought that was fabulous. What about the way the press have uh, talked about you over the years? Oh, I've been lucky there, haven't I? I've never, you know, I haven't had any bad press, really. You know, I'm going to keep it that way, too. (laughs) How has your voice been described over the years by the press? Have they made some sort of funny descriptions of your voice? Normally, like they say, the husky... um, Rod Stewart sound alike, don't they, or something yeah. stupid like that. But um, I like Rod Stewart's voice, so I've got no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Female be- Rod Stewart, that's mostly what people say, you know. Right. The Husky <laughs> singers have done extremely well over the years, and they're all my favourites as well. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to like Husky singers myself, yeah. actually. You know, like Brian Adams. Yeah. And, um, oh, Rod Stewart. Janis Joplin. What's the most memorable thing that's been written about you, do you feel? Is there anything really outrageous that's ever been? Well, there was something really stupid on the on the net. It said that I, I walked into a, a club wearing nothing but a fur coat. Some club in London I'm supposed to have gone in. And it's absolute rubbish. I wouldn't even wear a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you about the, the big wedding that you performed at? How surprised were you to be asked? Not very, because, I mean, she's um, related to my husband. My husband is her father's cousin, that's all. And had you met her many times before? Yes, I went to see her singing when she was about 14 down um, down the pier here. She was in a club down there and she was singing. That's what she used to do, you know, just sing, you know, yeah, yeah. and obviously dance. But uh, she was singing songs like uh, Big Spender then, you know, yeah. doing cabarets. And she was great. She's got a great voice, Catherine. A strong voice. Yeah, yeah. She did have a record deal on CBS. Yes, she did. Well, or on Sony, it is now. No. Did you ever give her any advice or tips as regards her singing? Only um, uh, which lawyer to use in London, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you seriously didn't help her in any way with no, her? No, I didn't need to. No, I, no. I didn't. I, I didn't know Catherine um, really that well. You know, she's related to my husband. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as if we hung out, like, uh, family parties and things, but Robert sees a lot of her father, you know. So, yeah, I was invited to the wedding, and really, we, we had a great time. How much of a bolt out of the blue was the invitation, then? Did you sort of receive this in the post and think, wow? Oh, I just, I, when it came, I thought, oh, great, you know. <laughs> Marching on beautiful invitations, everything, you know, just gorgeous, gorgeous. Were you a Michael Douglas fan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think he's a bit nice. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't mind marrying yourself. No, then. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the best. <laughs> <laughs> of course you have, yeah. But um, as you sort of watched quite a few of his films. Yeah. Isn't he great? When, when you were invited to wedding, just as guests, or were you invited to sing? or, or Well, was... I was, we were invited as guests, yeah. But um, then when uh, Catherine came home with the baby, she had a, uh, a small party in the in the hotel up the road and um, she said um, 
would you sing in, in the wedding? But she said, I really don't want to put any pressure on you. She said, I want you to enjoy the day, you know. But she said, if you feel like, she said, would you mind getting up with the band and jamming with the band, you know? I said, yeah, it's no problem. But she said, really, she said, I don't want to put you under any pressure, no, just do it if you want to. If you don't want to, it's not a problem, you know. Mm-hmm. She said, I really want you to enjoy it, which I thought was lovely, you know. Yeah. And so that's what we did. When I got there, there was a rehearsal organised in the afternoon with um, Art Garfunkel and a few people anyway. And um, it went okay, you know. So I, I, did, I did that. I sang um, Want to Know What Love Is with uh, the chorus with oh. um, Mick Hacknell. And, yeah. I, and then I sang um, Total Eclipse for the heart. Yeah. I just took a, I took a backing track. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, and I just got up and sang Total Eclipse for the heart. And it went down a storm, yeah. Oh, I bet it did. Did you get to meet people like Jack Nicholson and so on? Yes. He, he was like, he's dancing the night away, he was. With, really? Yeah. It was great. Did you actually get to Goldie speak to Horn, him? Like? She, oh, Goldie Hawn. Oh, she was there. She was gorgeous. And did they all sort of come up and congratulate you on your singing and so on? Not everybody, but yeah, yeah quite a few of them. Yeah. And did, w- 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 tell us about speaking to Jack Nicholson, because I met him once, and he's quite a scary-looking guy. He's quite a scary guy uh, to meet. Well, it was just hello, you know, and mm. uh, the kind of like uh, the drop of the glasses and hello. And <laughs> it was just he's so... Um, it's funny, you know, about Jack Nicholson. I mean, he's not the prettiest guy in the world, but he's just something about him, isn't he? <laughs> Well, you wouldn't think so, being a man. But, no, no. Uh, he's very attractive, I think. Is he? Mm. Right. Um, but, I mean, how did it feel when you're standing there at the wedding singing and you're looking out and these incredibly famous people are in front of you? Does that make it more daunting? Well, it was a bit nerve-wracking, to be honest, but um, I can handle that situation. And Michael and Catherine were just sitting, like, looking and, and like, really, really enjoying it, you know? Then, after the wedding... Uh, she sang to Michael until about 7 o'clock in the morning by the piano. Wow. <laughs> My technel was uh, there and oh, yeah. uh, all the other artists were there as well, yeah. So have you got many friends who are Hollywood stars? No, 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 no. So I worked with Anthony Hopkins. I did um, Under Milkwood with him, with oh, you know, the production of the, yeah. when he was first voice. Yeah. I was Polly Garter. And what's he like? Oh, he's a wonderful man. He's very, very kind, nice yeah. man. Uh, actually, in the wedding, he came over to me and he said, Bonnie, um, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, he said, but he said, my mother was dying to meet you, he said. And she, she came over and she said, oh, Bonnie, you've made my night now. And I thought, oh, darling, look around, you know, there's all these millions, of, like, you know, hundreds anyway, of uh, film stars, you know. She said, oh, you've made my night, she said. What, what, what do you want for your own future now? How, how do you want things to go? Uh, lots of touring. I love touring, you know, I mean, I just love being on stage singing. Mm. And I, it seemed to uh, be much more confident these days than ever before. You know, my band is so good, you know, as well, that I just, I love doing shows. Your career, you could sort of keep going forever, or do you feel that there is a time when you're going to have to stop, or what? Well, I hope not. I, I really don't want to stop, you know. I'm, on, I'm, I'm only, like, I feel 28, but, you know, I know I've got the big 5-0 coming on. But um, I just, I don't feel it. I feel as young as ever. And uh, what, what do you want to have achieved by the end of your days? I'd love to sing at um, maybe the Madison Square Gardens in New York. Oh, wow. <laughs> do, you, do you have many regrets in your life? Regrets? No. 
No. Do you regret not having had kids? No. I, I, unfortunately, I had a miscarriage mm. when I was 40. Uh, and, of course, it was, a big, you know, it was terrible at the time. But I look at it like that's the way it was meant to be for us, you know. Mm. We, we were, you know, like shown that we can have children. It's just that maybe it's not for us, you know. We're mm. meant to be traveling and uh, enjoying other things. Mm. I have lots of children around me, you know. Sure. I'm very lucky there. I've got 16 nieces and nephews. And actually one of them lives with me. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he's 36, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays the grand piano beautifully as well. Do, do you have any pets? No, I had a dog, but uh, he died, so oh. I didn't um, get a new dog. Because you need as much time for a dog as you do a baby. Next week, Princess Diana would have been 40. Have you any memories of her? Did you oh. meet her? Yeah, I did meet her, actually. Um, I met her at, at a hospital. She was there for donor cards, you know to publicise people should carry donor cards. Right. And um, she was gorgeous. She was such a lovely person, yeah. I mean, I very briefly spoke to her. Uh, but I was in Portugal when she actually died. Oh, it's horrible, wasn't it? I never, I never thought that uh, she would have such an effect on me, you know? I mean, I, I, like everyone else, I think I cried for weeks, you know? Did you ever perform in front of her for her or anything? No, I haven't performed in front of the Princess Diana. Princess no. Margaret, yes, in the Barbican. So are you a fan of royalty? Well, I'm not a fan, you know. I'm not <laughs> a fan of anything, really. I just... No. I, um, I don't mind the royal family, though. You know, I haven't got a problem with them, either. No. How would you like to be remembered? Um, <laughs> <laughs> generous, loving, and um, someone that had a good voice. 